Seven minutes after nine o'clock, and <laughs> my favorite part of the show. <laughs> I can't help it. I just, I just love this part of the show. It's show and tell time, and uh, I am holding in uh, in my grubby little paws a really neat firearm. I saw this right away. Yeah. So this is the Beretta ninety two X stainless steel. This is the their competition series, uh, heavyweight um, steel frame. Steel slide, a nice heavy gun, adjustable target sights, uh, standard Beretta magazine capacities, and this is a frame-mounted safety gun. So this gun can be carried cocked and safe, and it is double action. It is their upper-end um, race-ready Beretta 92X in 9mm. That's so a old 16, 15 in the magazine, one in the chamber. That's a neat feature because if I ever had, if I had one beef with the 92 series, it was slide mounted safety decocker. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a lot of my, a lot of my Berettas that I have, I don't, I don't have the, a gun with the frame mounted safety, uh, but all of my 92 Fs, I have converted them to Gs where it's decocker only. Mm -hmm. Run it more like a SIG 226, sure. chamber around, decock it, hammer goes. Which was, which was the most common, um, Variant that we would see in law enforcement. G series, yeah. Yeah, whereas the military was. Oh, is the F with the manual safety. Yeah. And yeah. I like the sights. And the trigger pull is pretty nice. Yes, like it that. is. <laughs> <laughs> and because of the size and weight of this gun, firing 9mm through this, your sight acquisition for, for the mm -hmm. follow up shots is going to be so fast. It's just, just going to be a hammer. Yeah. It is a beautiful, beautiful how, pistol. How many of these do you have in stock? Uh, we have this one beautiful uh, used I like, one. I really new ones we can get. This used one we've got priced at twelve eighty. We do have access to new ones, but they're like sixteen forty, I believe. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that was a used gun. Yeah, I thought it was new too. No, huh? it's a beautiful, beautiful yeah. example of a used. Uh, I love that. I love that finish. I mean, I describe that as as kind of like brushed stainless. It makes it look almost nickel. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's beautiful gun. It's it's. Uh, it's not a lightweight. No, 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 no. no. It's no. designed with extra weight, weight. involved. I mean, it, yeah. it's built to be a heavy gun. So the competition or side a range good. competition gun. Yeah. yeah. It's just gonna. It's just gonna be a hammer. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Wow. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm reluctant to give that up. I like well, that. we've got adoption papers, yeah, Gary. We'll make it as easy do. as we can. I'll Come bet. on, Quinn. Uh huh. There you go. <laughs> no. Uh, he's. Uh, you got to be careful. If he disassembles it, I'm not buying it. I'm just telling you right now. Well, no. you want me to kind of? He said he just found out it's a used gun. You want me to check it out? Uh, no. Just <laughs> <laughs> leave the damn thing alone. Uh, because Scott Van Kirk is in the studio, and Larry Whalen from Modern Arms at the Brown Station location likes to uh, really take advantage of that. You brought in a wheel gun. Of course, I brought in a wheel gun. <laughs> it's it's obligatory. They're at this all point. wheel. Yeah. So this wow. is the uh, Smith and Wesson Model Ten, a classic, an early version, 38. a 10-5. So we have uh, a hammer-mounted uh, firing pin on the on the early Smiths. A beautiful deep blue. It looks almost like like you could dive into the the finish on these revolvers. And it's equipped with a set of Packmeyer grips, which would be reminiscent of uh, 1978. I'm guessing. Something oh yeah, like that. somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but the gun certainly predates that by quite a bit. Beautiful six-shot 38 revolver. Uh, standard six-inch barrel. This was a workhorse of of, of Americans for decades and decades, mm -hmm. and is still a a, a, a wonderful range tool, a great defensive tool. Um, you know what else that, that was manufactured say, eighty plus years ago is still completely usable in it mm -hmm. in it in its form. You in, know? in all, in it probably probably 
without pulling up any kind of statistics, I think I would say pretty easily the most prolific police firearm yeah. sidearm yes. of of its ear of the revolver era. Of the revolver era. I yeah. remember yeah. in Cleveland uh, when the Cleveland police switched to nine millimeter, mm-hmm. uh, that they were all carrying these. Yes, the thirty eights prior to that. Yeah. Uh, and I remember the uh, city council president, a guy named Carl Stokes, uh, who was vehemently opposed. He did not want anybody going to nine millimeter. Um, <laughs> well, you can blow out a lung. Yeah, it'll take your lungs yeah, right out of the body. Right out. <laughs> yeah. But, but all the guys, uh, you know, uh, we, as you know, I was in the tavern business. My parents were. Uh, and all the first district police used to come into Nolan's. Uh, they would bring their firearms with them, and this is what they carried. Uh, and then they would all take them and put them in the back room, uh, and then they would commence to enjoy enjoying some, some time off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Big city policing, big big city policing in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let Scott hang on to that because I yeah I think... we're probably going to send that home with Scott. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, this is know. a this is a excellent example of the Model Ten. Um, I, the Model 10, I think, was the first revolver I ever bought. I've got a 10.6. Nice. And, oh, okay. um, this is a 10.5. This yeah. would be a good, be good even addition. Better. Yeah. This would be even better. Yeah, it'd be even better. The, uh, the finish that Larry is talking about is, is, is always, to me, appears common of that era mm-hmm. of the fives and the sixes in the Model 10s. This one's got a little bit of holster wear, but they're going to have that. It doesn't look bad. It, it it's looks really... excellent. But the thing about it is this era Smith. I mean, I've I've said it before, and don't get me wrong, I've got Smith & Wessons. I love me some Smith & Wessons and everything else like that. But sometimes with the revolvers, you can pick up one version of the, You can pick up one sample of, of a particular model and a sample of it right next to it that it's its twin. Yeah. And one is a much nicer gun yeah, than the other one. they just do not match, yeah. That, I, this era of the Smith & Wessons... They all seem to be like this. Well, and, and they were hand-fit guns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a manufacturing facility, but um, the, the parts were hand-fit when these guns were manufactured. So the, you just, it's it's hard to duplicate that uh, with machine tool. Yeah, and this, in double action. Yes. It's a hammer. Yeah. Oh, I could do things with this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It is a great one. Everybody should own a Model 10. I'm yeah. going to put that out there on the yeah, radio. That, Everyone should own a Model yeah. 10. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll In fact, I'm going to start asking people who tell me they're into guns. I'm going to say, do you own a Model 10? Uh, yeah, prove it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me your then Model 10. <laughs> Get a Model 10 and come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's enough of them made for everybody to do that, I'm pretty sure. There is, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but for as old as that is, the finish has really held up very well. Yeah, yeah. we see a lot of these. I've, I've got one in the case. It's... Um, it, it's uh, a shorter barrel and it's almost brown where the blue finish is, is just been worn off over the years yeah. uh, a lot more wear a lot more um lack of care right um that we've got uh sitting adjacent to it in the case but this one is is just in pristine condition by comparison and you know that that um that beautiful uh deep pol- high polished blue that smith and wesson did protected those guns for decades and decades this is so nice. um, you know without keeping them oiled and, and in a good climate controlled condition though yeah. uh they can uh, they can certainly uh, tarnish and fade and rust and all and, kinds of maladies can, and, can, and my can model fall. 10 my model 10 has been my most common loner gun mm-hmm. where you got somebody who's not a gun person but kind of thinks they need a gun and I can run them out to the range in a couple of hours, run them through a 10. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know my 10. My 10 is just like this 10 as far as trigger. 
and I can teach you to shoot this thing all day in a very. Sh- I mean, I can teach you to shoot this in a very short period of time. Yeah. And then it goes out into loner ga- gun land only to people I trust and close friends. And then we work on. We take the immediacy of it. Now you've got a firearm. Right. And then from there we can work on getting you into what you think you're going to like and stuff like that. But mine's half a dozen times in its life that I've owned it. It's gone out as the loner gun. All right. Uh, as they say on TV, but wait. There's more. There is. Yeah. I brought we'll, in one of our uh, one of our well, canics. What? Well, hold on. What? We don't have to talk about it now? I, gotta, gotta, I thought you were going to say there, there was more and we were going to do, but I, we're going to tease more. them. This, I, this, this is, is what you do in that I, tease I, thing. Yeah, right. Like yeah. in radio. This yeah. is sure you're going to say. Yeah. Okay, this go is, ahead. But wait. <laughs> there's more. We'll tell you about it later. Right after this. Okay. Because uh, we've got this contractual obligation to pay the bills. Oh. Electricity makes the microphone squirt. I thought this everything. was just a two-hour PSA. Oh, don't think. Ask questions. <laughs> Day two. Sorry. Carry on guns. It is uh, 20 minutes after 9 o'clock. You know what we didn't point out is that that uh, the one before the revolver, uh, what, um, the Beretta, the Beretta, the Beretta yeah, has a rail on the bottom, too, so oh, yeah. that you can mount... Uh, you could make it even heavier. I was going to say, <laughs> you, could get some, you could get some competition weights for it. Actually, they, they do sell a weight set. I know can, they do. That's why I said. Yeah. Uh, the flamethrower in that bad boy. Well, the cha- right. chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's Under, underbelly, underbelly battery chainsaw. <laughs> All right. So uh, I thought that at first, because the, the sight was uh, mounted on this, that it was used. No, but, this oh, is a, no, a brand new gun. This, way. It's this is the, the Canik. Um, this is the um, MT... I'm sorry, the Meat SFT. Right. Uh, so this is the 18-round Canik um, striker-driven polymer frame gun imported from Turkey, brought in by Century Arms International, lifetime warranty. It comes equipped with the uh, red dot optic, battery-powered optic on it, co-witness iron sights, um, well well packaged, comes with a holster, um, sells brand new at 625 with the optic. We also have this gun available without the optic, um, at still optics ready uh, for a little less money. We've got three or four price points on these Canic guns. Just a, they, they have hit the U.S. market well, like a storm. Well, get, um, um, based and, on the Canics that we've seen previously on the show, mm-hmm. when they talk about, you get that, you get, you get stuff with it's it. well packaged. And, yeah, yeah, it and, comes with a, a holster almost every time. And the holsters are good holsters. They're nice holsters. Yes, they're not the they're right-handed outside the pant holsters is, right. is the typical typical offering. They're a nice range holster. Yes. They're not the usual. I don't know what you call them. Just uh, throwaway holsters. Throwaway holsters yeah. that you get with some other manufacturers. Correct. It's um, it's a Canic. You get the goodies with the Canics. Remember, yeah. and um, they have got a following here in the U.S. They are established well enough that you are going to be able to find accessories and other holsters for them. After, and, aftermarket parts right. for the guys that like to tinker with their firearms, changing triggers, changing um, recoil springs, changing you know uh, mag, mag catches, mm-hmm. slide releases. All those parts are available from other suppliers. Right. Uh, the, the, the aftermarket has flocked to the Canik. Right. Um, it is a great platform. One thing that Canik has done also, and I don't have the model here, but they do a, a slim... Uh, concealed carry gun kind of um, approaching that 365 uh, market but it's the same magazine I thought when they did their micro gun they changed magazines like every other company had to Mm -hmm. they slimmed the grips up so much you can use the full size mags in their one inch thick carry guns so it's another it's just Mm -hmm. a product line Mm -hmm. that continues to expand great products lifetime warranty um, made in Turkey but imported by Century Arms International well I mean it and people need to remember that the Turks have, have a long 
and storied history of making of, weapons of, of make, all types, of all types, and <laughs> for, for for eons, <laughs> and, and most of them pretty darn good. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that, you shouldn't let that scare you. And Canik has been around. This is not a fly by night manufacturer. No. They are well established. You can. Um, when when they roll into the U.S., I mean, they have, uh, I've heard great uh, things about the few times I've heard anybody haven't have any warranty work done on them. I have heard, that, like you said, the the aftermarket accessories are through the roof. They've got a great following. Yep. Um, they're great little guns. Yeah, good triggers in them. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's it's a good, good, good platform. It's a striker-driven polymer semi-automatic. Um, so, it's got an indicator on the back yep, so that you can a, tell right away if you... A striker indicator that it's cocked and ready to go. It also has a loaded chamber indicator on the top of the slide. That um, little uh, tab will tip up when there's a round oh, on the chamber face. Look at them. Look so, at them. Um, they, they, can, they continue to evolve. Um, Is that reminiscent it, of the old a, Walther P99? Yeah. yeah. It's a nice. There's a lot of Walther nice Walth DNA in <laughs> here. You know, another thing about the Turks are... Patents really don't bother them. No, a lot. no, 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 no. That is uh, patents yeah. are merely suggestions. Yeah, well, it's actually a really good technical drawing. <laughs> you Thanks pick up for that. Stainless steel, you pick up that stainless steel firearm, and then this uh, canic, and oh. it's like holy Toledo. Yeah, the, 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 the polymer weight. frame gun probably weighs a, a third of what that Beretta 92X weighs. Again, it's built intentionally to be heavy. Uh, the canic's built as a as a just a. A, a wonderful range gun, uh, duty gun, carry gun. Look how big that trigger guard is. That's yeah. mm. got room for Sasquatch hands. Shoot it with gloves on. Yeah, yeah, kind of neat. Yeah. No, I I do. Uh, uh, now that I've got it in my little, I got it in my grubby paws here. I do see the uh, Walther DNA, which is yeah. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Not afraid of a little patent thing. That's right. That's right. All right, so these are Christmas gifts you could buy for yourself. Well, yeah, absolutely. For the most part. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got one more. Yeah, I know. Okay, so... We're not, we're not giving it up. I'm going to oh, tell no. you about it, though. Oh, you're going to tell me this about it. This is our EAA um, Garson... Uh, I'm sorry, I said Garson. Really Garson. 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 Garson um, <laughs> tip Barrel 380. So this is the model MC14T. So it's a 14-round uh, 380 double-stack magazine, but it has the old Beretta tip-up barrel. So when, when we, I saw this, yeah, I thought this is perfect for Gwen. Ideal. She's got a small version mm -hmm. that is really difficult to work to get that. Uh, yeah, to, to articulate the slides and and, yeah. and the barrels on some it's, of those. That that is design wise again. Is that is that Turkish? Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, so I was going to say because there's some uh, there's some interesting technical drawing patent work <laughs> down there as well. Not, a, not afraid of a little patent infringement. <laughs> I'm just um, concerned that it might weigh more than than she's comfortable with. Otherwise, well, I'd buy and, this. And for this her. this kind of there's been a number of products come to the market. Um, the Smith and Wesson Easy line. They're they're they're. Uh, um, equalized, uh, the equalizer, yeah, equalizer. Um, so it's a easy to articulate slide uh, with a high capacity. This is another product that that doesn't have an easy to articulate slide, but it's very easy to load right. and unload. Mm -hmm. um, so with this heavier gun being an aluminum frame gun with a greater spring tension in the recoil system has less felt recoil than the Shield EZ line. Mm -hmm. So somebody with arthritis that, that's sure. recoil sensitive might feel more comfortable operating this than they would the, the Shield line. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of products have come to the market over the past years to make that um, somebody with diminished strength or that arthritis mm -hmm. or, or hand strength issues that, that prevent them from operating a normal semi-automatic uh, to help fill that niche. Uh, and this is a, a, a very good 
a good way around it. Um, with a heavier gun, less felt recoil, and um, still a great capacity, 14 rounds of 380 is formidable. And uh, it is equipped with a light rail, so you could add a flashlight, uh, laser accessories if you wanted to, manual safety, and um, you know, super easy to load. Number. You, you look at something like this long enough, and, and you think, well, what if she doesn't like it? <laughs> yeah, so worst what? case, you know, then I'll just, I'll just use it myself. So yeah, so that's I fine. Guess, so what? So I get another gun. Yeah, why do you? Well, I don't really care for it. Oh, well, I already bought it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go looking for something else yeah, you don't we'll like. Yeah, we'll get you something good. <laughs> but, I mean, when you when you talk about the the... It's obviously the big brother to the Tomcat Bobcat series. Yes, that the Beretta, Beretta made Beretta that uh, Taurus copied in twenty two at least. Yep. Um, and same, 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 or very similar design and everything like that. This is just one that isn't a little pocket gun. Right. It isn't a mouse gun. This is an actual three eighty and um, four and four plus inch barrel. On I think it. it's a pretty good well, set of sights. I didn't find the weight that I didn't find the weight disruptive at all. In fact, no, now, like I said, I but think it's just heavier enough than the polymer frame, frame. guns oh, to no, help to reduce it, that recoil. Right. Because yeah. one of the things that we suffer with the, the little baby polymers is they get, they get snappy. Yeah, they're not. When the gun doesn't weigh anything, we're bringing more that energy into our so hands. I, right. I can buy this yes. and say, Gwen, I got this for you. Yeah. And if she says, well, Gary, that's too heavy. I don't like it. I can say, well, okay. I'll take it. Yeah, that's fine. Put it, I mean, we got it. So what are we gonna? Yeah, that's, it's already home. It's actually a pretty good move. It's like Gary. taking. Hey, yeah, you don't take you don't take the puppies back to the pond. No, nobody <laughs> returns a puppy. puppy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so why would you return a gun? Yeah, Come on, yeah. <laughs> or sell it. Yeah. What about a cat? No. Cat? <laughs> Get the heck rid of I the cat. I could use this to shh. Uh, here, kitty, 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 kitty. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Oh, there you go. You can. Play with that if you want. It's yeah. I like that. that those are available at the I, 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 Modern Arms Brown Station location. I'll be honest with you, I, I do. I like it. It yeah. feels. It feels like. Um, oh, what were those little '92 style? Was it the Cheetah, the Berettas, Beretta Cheetah, yeah. the uh, Browning BDA, yeah, 380, yeah, yeah those little deals. It, it feels about that same size. Yep. I like the balance on it, and even in in my hands, which are probably slightly above average in size. Um, It'll be part of them. Yeah, that's what he's talking about there. There Trying to throw in a plug. You guys are filthy. It's just what you are. This is really pretty nice. I kind of dig this. I'll arm wrestle you for it. Well, this is Gwen's gun. I mean, otherwise, I can't arm wrestle you for it. Gwen's. But I think that um, there's potential that she would like it. Look how easily that barrel pops up. And that's the big difference between what she has and uh, and this. Mm Mm-hmm. It'd just be so much easier. Yeah, I like it. It's a I good, mean, good it's, platform. Yeah. And like I say, you know, when you're when you're visualizing this gun, you're not having to articulate the slide, pull the slide back, and release it to, to chamber around. Mm-hmm. You could insert a loaded magazine, uh, press the button to tip the barrel up, put your primary round in the barrel, close mm-hmm. the barrel, and that gun's ready to operate. Just the same thing to unload it. It's Gary on guns. Hot Talk 93.9, The Eagle. Good morning. It is 9.35. Gary on Gun. Scott Van Kirk is in uh, the studio with us along with Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown, Brown Station, Station location. location. Yeah. At Brown Station location. You know that I can't even mention that something came up during the week. Yeah. And uh, we mentioned uh, Modern Arms. Brown, Brown Station, Station location. location. And, yeah. and uh, my producer jumped right in. Thank you. Didn't yeah. skip a beat. Excellent job, Brian. Good job, Brian. <laughs> 
That's right. I, I get I, a fee for that now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Wait a minute. I get paid for that? No, no. Out <laughs> I in, do. Yeah. Out in public, I will be talking to somebody who's familiar with the show or whatever, friends yeah. of mine and stuff like that, and I'll say, oh, yeah, I'm going to stop down to Modern Arms, and what's the next thing they say? At the Brown Station, Brown Station location. location. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It, you know, there are advertising people <laughs> who get paid millions of dollars a year to, to come up with something like that, and, and it came right out of the fertile mind or maybe that's going too far. Yeah, that's too yeah, far. Yeah. Too far. I thought Larry, no, just, mind, I thought Larry made just, it up. It just kind of rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way it sounds. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Um, so the, the anti-gun people just never stop. And in Washington, D.C., um, they're, they're pushing. And they're pushing hard. Uh, Cam Edwards, uh, who's been a guest on the program... Uh, in the past, and has uh, his own website, Bearing Arms, which is a great resource if you want to keep up to uh, up to date with uh, what's going on uh, in the media and firearms. Cam Edwards uh, did a piece here, and I'm going to play a portion of this because uh, I think uh, trying to understand how they think in Washington D.C. could be pretty challenging. Uh, in fact, I would argue most most, uh, especially Democrats, but Republicans too, don't really think at all. They just act. So here we go. Cam Edwards. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm so glad you're joining us on the program today. Coming up here in a matter of moments, we'll be talking about the latest prospects for gun control in the U.S. Senate, uh, as well as later on in the program, a uh, story out of Indianapolis, Indiana, which is a perfect example of why we need to be focusing on enforcing the laws that are already on the books, laws against violent crime, rather than trying to impose new restrictions on the right to keep and bear arms, which, of course, is the uh, top priority right now for uh, Democrats, not only in the Senate, but in the U.S. House as well. Uh, Demo uh, Democrats in the House passing H.R. 8, H.R. 46, the week before last, both measures dealing with background checks. H.R. 8, a uh, quote-unquote universal background check bill that would require background checks be performed on the vast majority of private transfers of firearms. H.R. 1446 would expand the length of time that the federal government has to conduct a background check from three business days to at least ten business days and quite possibly indefinitely. Uh, given that uh, the seller of that firearm would have to petition the government for permission to sell that gun if more than 10 business days go by and the government has not gotten back to that gun seller. And Larry Wayland's jaw minute. has hit <laughs> the counter. So, so under this new proposal, if they don't approve the background check, then I have to petition the government and say, hey, uh, can you guys do your job and do that background check? Get me a response. Yeah. Yes or no. Tell me yes or no. So with this, they could simply slow walk everything and, and there slow. would be no transfers. Right. All right. Bingo. <laughs> right. So you're telling me that's the ultimate goal. You think? Oh, uh, yes. I do. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I don't think. Okay. So first off, I don't think that everyone involved thinks that's the goal. Okay. I think there's one or two people behind the process who go, ah, oh, 
this would give I us need, a safety valve. We now, just turn this off. Now I just need to go to these other useful idiots and convince them that this this is a good idea from a safety and preventing guns from getting into the wrong hands if standpoint could, and everything like that. If we could save just one child. That, and they line up, and away we go. Wow. That's offensive. No, I, I think I think I, mean, I think that could be classified as an infringement. It could. You think? No, no. Yeah. You think that would no, be an that, infringement? That would, that would be, no, that would be an infringement. What is it? Infringe? It shall not be infringed. Huh? I was just checking the verbiage there. Yeah. Yeah. Shall not be infringed. This seems like uh, but, extra infringement. But so, are you ready? Okay. One hundred percent. One hundred and ten percent against this. One hundred and ten percent. I can see what they're doing all day long and stuff like that. From a political standpoint and from a possibility standpoint, it's sheer freaking genius on the other side's part. Actually, it is really well crafted. It's I hate well it, but it's done. really well crafted. It's well done. <laughs> and we don't do enough Again, of that. Again, we're always playing defense. We're always like, hey, yay, Supreme Court decision. Yay. We and won. It's much, finally over. And it was much re there was much rejoicing. But Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, the, yeah, game, exactly. the game's yeah. still being played. <laughs> yeah, they never stop. And they're they never good stop. at it. Yeah. Oh, are they good at it? Yeah, he's going to go on to talk about that in the Supreme Court, uh, and we'll 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 move on and, and play that. But this idea of uh, a universal background check, so that it, you know, I've known Scott now for what ten ten years. Oh, at least that, at least yeah. ten years. And I know that if I sell Scott uh, a, one of my firearms, that it, it's it's in good hands. It's, yeah, it's perfectly safe. Uh, if I wanted to give one of my firearms to my cousin. Uh, whom I've known uh, all my life, uh, and I know it's a. I'd have to get a background check to sell it, and that's just, under the proposal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, and that's not going to stop the drug dealer on the corner uh, from selling a gun to another drug dealer. Probably so. It would be against the law, Gary. Oh, so that would that's never. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh wait, right. that only affects the law-abiding citizens. Citizen. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I remember. I remember now. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's just their their proposals. Sound good. And the other thing they do is they distort uh, these uh, surveys they take. If I were to ask you guys, um, would you uh, like to, to make sure that the people who buy guns won't use them uh, if, for uh, Ill, uh, illegal purposes, uh, would you uh, say yes That'd or no? That'd be pretty easy to head Bob yeah. to. Oh, yeah, 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 that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. When I, if I tell you that in order to do that, we have to, uh, you know, go through your complete background. We have to check your lineage. Well, and and the 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 other thing that that is is coming as soon as they do a universal background check is a mandatory registration, yeah. because they'll realize, oh well, we don't even know who has what guns. Yes, and then that's the new push is, oh well, we've got to have this mandatory right. registration. Right. After they do mandatory background checks, so I mean, it, it's it, that's what's coming if they get this step. Yeah. So they give the survey that's a simple survey that's easy to say yes to. Yeah. Until you start to hear the details of how it's implemented, and then people change their minds. But they never they never give you that part of the survey. They just give you the here. Wouldn't you like to have Utopia? Yes. Well, and I'm, and you can call me jaded if you want, because I may have gotten no. that way a little no. bit. But let, I don't let jaded get to his point. That's right. <laughs> I don't. I don't care who conducts a survey. If you tell me that seventy percent of individuals surveyed on anything agree with one position or the other, I immediately look at you and say, "Nah, I'm just going to completely disregard that." Because it's not possible. I don't know how exactly you got to that point, whether it was the wording of the survey, the people that you surveyed, or whatever the case may be. But if you get me that number, I immediately look at you and say, don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't care who does the survey. 
right or left, because there's got to be some sort of manipulation in it. Well, that's just, but that's just me. I'm jaded. It's the, yeah. We know. <laughs> From now on, and we'll be calling him jaded. Hey, Jade, the jaded one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just call, call him Jade. I used to be the chosen one, but now I'm just the jaded just one. Jade. Many are picked. <laughs> Few. Okay. Uh, anyway, so they they're, they're just not going to stop, and it gets more and more complex. And uh, so we'll we'll go back uh, to Cam Edwards, uh, and uh, kind of uh, uh, finish this uh, this piece. Both of these measures again not going to impact violent criminals because they don't obey the laws to begin with. They're not acquiring their guns legally. They're not going through a background check to get a gun. And we've talked about this. The the fact that there are things that could be done right now to dramatically increase public safety without putting a new gun law on the books, without trying to infringe on the rights of legal gun owners, but Senate Democrats don't seem to be interested in that. Not as Democrats either, for that matter. Uh, what they are interested in, apparently is politics over public safety. Take a look at this headline from BuzzFeed. This was over the weekend. Democrats are willing to rein in their gun control ambitions to break the NRA's hold on Congress. The NRA kind of walks around like they own Congress, said Senator Tim Kaine. Rather than wait for a comprehensive bill, why not, quote, do something? Yeah, not something that works. Not something that is actually going to make a difference for the good people who live in bad neighborhoods right now. No, 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 no. Something to try to put the NRA in its place. The do something. Uh, we, must, we must do something about it. No, that, that's always the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. It, but it's the natural reaction of, of legislators is make another law. Yep. Yeah. We'll do something. We'll show that we care. Yeah, we won't, uh, we won't though, fund police to uh, enforce our existing laws or allow them to do so because that's racist to enforce laws. But we just need need new laws. Yeah, so the the do something uh, that that usually ends up doing more harm than good, and none of these laws apply to law abiding citizens. The bad guys don't give a rodent's rectum. They're already bad guys. They're already breaking laws. Uh, breaking one more to get a gun. Isn't going to stop them. Not going to stop them. All right, we're up against the clock. Uh, we're going to come back. We'll review the firearms uh, from show and tell uh, so that people know to go down to uh, Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Uh, yeah, we'll do that next on Gary on Guns. It is uh, 10 minutes to 10. And Gary on Guns with uh, Larry Wayland uh, on board uh, from his firearms uh, retails uh, outlet. <laughs> Modern Arms at the Brown Station location. location. Uh, yeah. So there's no way you could phrase that. that you, right, you don't I, get to well, that. Well, I'd ask a clarifying question. Did you mean Modern Arms? At the Brown Station <laughs> location, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The other voice you hear, uh, that's Jade. Uh, Jade is uh, in, in uh, well, he's a firearms uh, trainer and a former law enforcement, also known as Scott Van Kirk. Uh, before we close out the hour, I just want to do a very quick refresh uh, for people who've been, uh, you know, who, who might have missed part of show and tell, uh, because you brought in some terrific things. I did. We talked about uh, Christmas gifts that you can buy yes. safely for your firearms people, uh, and some of them apply even if they're not firearms people. Yeah, and those so we've the got the, uh, the, the, the palm uh, pepper spray, the uh, blowout kit, safety uh, safety equipment, mm -hmm. emergency medical equipment, and the Hornaday RFID pistol locker, which would be great for any handgun owner. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the firearms. Yeah, themselves. so I brought because Scott's here. I brought in a beautiful Smith and Wesson model uh, model ten five. It's very nice. A beautiful blued six inch uh, thirty eight revolver. We also had in the heavyweight 
the Beretta 92X 9mm. It's their competition series with a frame-mounted safety. One of the features we don't see on a lot of Berettas, but I think they certainly did right on their competition gun. We brought in the Canic, equipped with the uh, red dot optic. It hits the retail price at six twenty-five. Great value on a high-capacity 9mm. And we also brought in the EAA... Um, 380 tip-up barrel garrison uh, revolver, uh, garrison pistol uh, with a 14-round 380 capacity. So a bunch of really good guns and gifts. All right, now let me ask you something. Two of those firearms I'm really interested in. Okay. If I bought two of them, yes, would I have to worry about uh, the government doing a deep dive background or coming to my door? Or I mean, I've seen some videos. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't speak for their actions. Um, so anytime um, an individual buys um, more than one concealable handguns within a five business days of that retail location, uh, that, that dealer is compelled to rat on you with a Form 3310, which is sent to the local police department as well as to um, the national uh, FBI. Um, and, uh, uh, FBI or ATF? I... ATF. It goes to ATF. Yeah, it goes to ATF, um, which is the 3310 multiple handgun purchase. On border states, our, our southern tier states, when they sell multiple long guns above 22 caliber, it's same same form is required on multiple purchase uh, within that five business days. Now, if you buy one this week and you buy one after five business days has elapsed, yeah. no extra uh, requirement is done or no extra notification is provided. So, uh, um, so multiple handgun is is a is a reality that dealers have to uh, proactively notify um, the authorities of of that multiple purchase. I don't think that's anything to really be afraid of. Just be aware of it. Um, but it's ridiculous. It is. So on that background check, when you fill out the the form forty four seventy three, um, we seek permission for you to purchase either a handgun, a long gun, or other. Other would be like a, a frame or receiver. Um, and they approve that, and they would know they would have a record of approving you for a handgun if that was the box we checked, but they would not know the make, model, or serial number of that firearm. They would if they came to your store. They, they would if they came the to the store, or if they had a specific inquiry, we mm -hmm. would certainly share that data, but as as bulk export, we don't, that, that form doesn't require us to disclose what make, model, and serial number you're purchasing. It requires us to retain it in our records and provide it on specific request. But, um, it, you know, under the, the single purchase of a handgun, they just know they approved you for a transfer. You may or may not have, have done a transfer. Oh, my credit card didn't clutter or, ah, oh, you know, I, I, I pinched myself when I picked it up the second time and I'm mad I'm not going to buy it. Well, that could happen, even though they approved you for that transfer and we would mark it as a no sale and you know, retain that record. So, um, you know, I don't think people really need to be fearful of that multiple handgun reporting form. Just be aware of it. Um, and, you know, any of your dealers that are following the laws are, are, are reporting those multiple sales. Now, one more, uh, you have to keep this paperwork forever. Forever, yes. So you close the It store. used to be 20 years, but just in a recent uh, uh, legislation uh, less than two years ago, they switched it to forever. And once the close of business, then they're sent to the close of business records where they would um, eventually scan all that information in. Uh, see, now that's that's troublesome to me. What well, happens? Well, you have to, you have, to um, have faith 
in the inefficiency and inability of the federal government to get anything to ever done. Get around to that. Yeah, yeah. That's like saying, I have faith that the uh, Internal Revenue Service will miss my half-million-dollar bonus check. Yeah. 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 You have to no. have faith that they're going to screw it up. No, and they continue to screw it up. They will continue to screw it up, yeah. but they will have access to that data at yeah. some point. They have the data. Their ability to process the data is the only saving grace currently. What happens <laughs> if... God forbid something happens to the store. Lightning oh, there strikes. There was a, a fire or something like that, and the records were destroyed. That that's a that's a a reality that 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 happens in 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 the industry. I mean, that it happens yeah, so in there, every industry. There's no liability on you. You don't have to keep separate records I've, in a I've separate it, building. I've, I've got it all memorized, and I'll just I'll just handwrite it back He's out right. for him. Yeah. He's that sharp. Yeah, he is that sharp. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember what sharp. I had for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> There's yeah. no way I'm yeah, going to remember he, anything he, like he that. Comes in, he comes in on the show, and he have a used handgun. I go, all right, just between you and me, Larry, what did you get for that? And he goes. I don't know. I, 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 I don't remember. <laughs> oh, wait a, wait a minute. That was sometime in the past. I, I don't remember. You no, don't, you're, not, you're not believing that, are you? I, I, have, cause I've, I have caught him the day after he buys a used handgun, and I can find out that information. You give it two days. Yeah, it's paper. He has it's no gone. clue. He has gone. no clue. No, he just doesn't want you to know. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't. Because he's got that Scott Van Kirk discount. Oh, he doesn't thing care. He's not, just if I know what Larry paid for it, it's not like I'm going to get a deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get ripped anyway. Oh, that's. You guys make it sound like I'm mean or something. Come on. No, just well, a savvy businessman at Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Yeah, can't go wrong with all that. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you doing any training now at all? Me as an instructor, commercially? yeah, as an not instructor. commercially. I'm not. No. no, I am working with uh, some individuals on a ad hoc basement here, base basis here and there. Basement, they're, they're in the basement. Yeah, on an ad hoc basis, meaning that you know, every once in a while, someone will reach out to me looking for something or whatever, and I'll help them out if I can. That's but, a shame because I have uh, I've gone out shooting with you, and literally in minutes, you said, "Up, oh, this is what you're doing." Um, and and I think a lot of shooters, if they find themselves. Um, not performing as well as they as they had hoped. Uh, need to go out with somebody and uh, that's competent and uh, it'd be great I, if you were out there. Doing I've, it. I've I've thought about doing it again, but it's really a big pain. You got to find range. You got to do the insurance. You got to this and that. And, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for stopping in. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, grandbaby, honey. I'm going to dinner. <laughs>